be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. This is your host, R.C. Norman. Consider yourself renewed. Welcome, welcome, my family and friends to another week on the Renewal. Listen, I'm so grateful that you have taken the time out to join us here once again on this episode. As always, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You know, I'm so thankful that you have taken the time out to join us once again. Um, Because as always, you know, you could be anywhere in the world, but I thank you that you have taken the time out to listen to us. And listen, it's always my prayer that you will continue to grow in your walk and your relationship with Jesus Christ, because at the end of the day, you know, that's the only thing that matters. And so we all should be striving and loving one another and helping one another to grow. And because at the end of the day, this is what it's all about. And it's my heart's desire. And it's my prayer that you would continue to get everything that God has for you. And that God will perfect everything in your life which concerneth you. Listen, I'm so indebted towards you for all of those who listen, who take the time out to tune in. And even those who have shared this with your family and friends. Listen, I'm so grateful. I do not take it for granted whatsoever. Continue to spread your um the news about the Renewed Podcast. Continue to let your friends and family know about your Renewed experience. Because trust me, trust me, God would definitely favor you. I mean, you've already, you are already favored, but trust me, I, he definitely will favor you because of this. Listen, so this week I want to discuss a topic. Well, let's start here. I want to encourage you on this week. I want to send encouragement your way because I know a lot of a lot of things that's going on now in this day and age in this time where so many are being discouraged because of losing jobs, losing loved ones, um, losing houses. I mean, losing a lot of things and uh, people are just discouraging, losing hope and just don't have just act like they can't see the way uh, the way may be cloudy. But so this on this episode, I just want to encourage. I just want to encourage you. So the topic of this episode, if I had to title it, it would be hold on and don't let go. Hold on and don't let go. So let's start here. As always, we love to, and I always, I say this at all times, I love to come straight from the Bible because at the end of the day, watch this, you can, you can debate me or my word or what I say, but the word of God, you can't <laughs> debate it or deny it because the word of God is true. The word of God is the only thing that we have to stand on. So I give you the word of God and I love to come from a biblical standpoint and teach this book because at the end of the day, this is what it's all about. You know, man can give their opinion all they want, but if they don't give you the Bible uh, with it, with it, it don't line up with the Bible, then guess what? <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. So let's go here. First Timothy 
1, 18. We can start there. That's a good starting place. And here Paul was charging Timothy and he was telling him what to do uh, when he went out and ministered. Watch this. He said, this charge I commit unto thee, son, Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck. So he told him, he said, commit unto the son according to the prophecies which went before on thee. So he was saying, in essence, remember these prophecies. Remember the things that has went before you. Paul highly, he highly valued the gift of prophecy through which important messages of warning and encouragement came to the church. Just as pastors are set apart for ministry in today's church. Watch this. Timothy was set apart for ministry when elders laid hands on him. And what they did, they prophesied about Timothy's gifts and strengths. These words from the Lord must have encouraged Timothy throughout his ministry. Hey, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, as well as share with others. Thank you. So in essence, what Paul was telling Timothy too, you must hold on to their faith. You must hold on to these prophecies that went before you. Remember those things that God has spoken you. And a prophecy is a word from God. It's a spoken word from God. And so when God releases a word over your life, you must hold on to that with faith. Faith, you have to believe it. You have to believe the word and you must stand on it. Faith come by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. The word of God is also a spoken word of God, not merely just the logos, which is the written word of God, which is the Bible, but also a spoken word of God. That's also what you can hold the faith. Listen, we walk by faith and not by sight. So you have to walk. It's not according to what you see, but it's according to what you believe. I remind it when. Jesus healed the man. He said, according to your faith, be it unto you. So if you believe it, it can be unto you also. According to your faith, it shall be unto you. So if you waver in your faith, then guess what? It will not happen. So you have to stand firm on what you believe. And he told him, according to the prophecy which went before on thee, that thou mightest war a good warfare. Listen, you have you have to understand that this Christian journey, it comes with a fight. You are going to have to fight because the enemy wants to come and steal the word. He wants to come and steal that thing that God has spoken over your life. So you have to war. You have to fight the good fight of faith. This is what it's about. You have to hold on to what God has given you. You have to hold on to it with all of your might and you can't afford, especially in this hour, to let go. You can't let go. God has many great things in store for you. God has treasures stored up in heaven for you. And you have to continue to fight because the enemy wants to discourage you. Watch. He wants to get, he wants to inflict fear upon you. Fear will have you discouraged while faith will have you encouraged. Let me say that again. Fear will have you discouraged while faith will absolutely have you encouraged? Fear is false evidence appearing real. 
Listen, it's not real. And this is why the devil wants to inflict fear on you because he don't want you to walk in faith because he know he's terrified when he see a believer stand on with God, the promises of God, and they stand on their faith. Listen, he become terrified. So you must hold on to it. Hebrews 10, 23, Hebrews 10 and 23, it states, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering for he is faithful that promise let me read that again let us hold fast the profession of our faith hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering you can't waver in the faith you can't waver in your faith because the bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways if you waver then you listen it's like oil and water. Faith and doubt is like oil and water. It can't mix. So why pray if you're going to worry? Why pray if you're going to waver? You can't waver when you pray and ask God and you concerning things, concerning a matter. And when you when God has spoken a word of your life, you can't waver in it. You got to stand flat footed on it, no matter what it looks like, because I'm reminded in Isaiah, Isaiah 50 and 11, the Bible states, God, listen, watch what he said. He said, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. So if God has spoken out a word out of his mouth, guess what? It can't return unto him void. God's word won't return void. Whatever God spoke, it shall come to pass and you have to stand on it no matter what it looks like. It could look very bleak right now. It could look very cloudy. But if God has spoken something pertaining to your life, you have to stand on it with everything you have, everything that you have in you, no matter what the the enemies may say no matter what the naysayers may say no matter what your your haters may say you have to stand on it because it can't return back into him void but it shall accomplish that which god pleases and it shall prosper in the thing whereto he sent it whatever the word whatever god sent a word i'm reminded when god sent the word and he healed the man all god did was just speak a word and they were healed he didn't even go and lay hands on them. All he did was spoke a word. He said the Bible says he sent the word and they were healed. And so when God sends a word, when he look what God said, he's so mighty and powerful. He said, let there be light. And guess what there was? It was light. He said, let there be light. And there was light. He created everything by a spoken word. He said, let me create man in my image. And guess what? Man was created. He created the firmaments of the heaven. He created the waters of the sea. All he did was speak. He said, let there be light in their walls. Listen, God is so powerful. It doesn't matter whatever he speak, his word shall come to pass. And so if you are truly believer in God, you must believe in his word. No matter, no matter what the people say, because watch this. He that begun the good work in you shall perform it into the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians one and six. He absolutely will. If he have begun a good work in you, God is going to perform that work. He is so. Listen, 
Don't be discouraged. No matter what it may look like right now, you may be on your last leg. You may have <laughs> you may be negative in your bank account right now. But guess what? That does not matter because God will still provide provide for you he said i shall supply all of your needs according to your riches and glory through christ jesus he said according to my riches and glory god will supply all of your needs he said take no thought of tomorrow take not take no thought of what you shall eat or how you shall be clothed he said he guess what if he could clothe the lilies of the field you are much greater than the lilies so god has great concern of you he knows everything that you are in need of so you should not go through changes and worry about what you don't have just thank god for what you do have because you if you have breath in your body that's enough that's enough to give God thanks. That's enough to give God praise. The Bible says in all things, give thanks. Even if you don't have a lot, just because you have God, you have enough. If you have, if you have the, guess what? If the savior is with you, if he is your Lord and savior, you have all that you need. And I'm at a place now in life. And this is where we should all be. We should all be like, okay, God, if you don't do another thing, you have already done enough. And that's that's really true. That's a true statement. God, if you don't do another thing, you've already done enough. And what has he what has he done? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe in him shall have everlasting life. So God gave us his son. And he gave us his son because if we receive him and believe in him, we can have everlasting life. That means we can live for eternity with him. And all we have to do is believe in him and, and be obedient and trust him. <laughs> That's all we have to do. And we can reign with him forever. Listen, I don't know about you, but that's enough for me. That's enough for me. But watch this. I want everything that God has for me. And we should all be in a place. Well, listen, we should want everything that God has predestined for our life. Everything that God has meant for and planned for our life. We should want that. We should strive after that. If God doesn't, if God has something that's that's he didn't plan for our life, then we should not want it. Anything that's that God hasn't predestined for my life, I, don't, I just don't want it because you know what? It can absolutely pull me out of the will of God. I believe it because don't get it twisted. The devil can absolutely bless you. He can. Watch this. When Jesus was led up into the wilderness by the spirit, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted. Yes, it was the spirit of God and he led him up there. But watch how Jesus was able to overcome the devil. He overcame him by the word of God. He spoke the word, the sword of the spirit. He spoke the word and overcame. Him. But watch how the enemy tried to. He tried to fool Jesus, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. He said, if you bow down and worship me, I'll give you all the kingdoms of this world. Now, he was so foolish. How can you give the king of kings the kingdoms when he already owned everything? 
And so he was pretty much saying, I will give you everything that this world has to offer if you just bow down to me. And watch this. The devil can absolutely bless you and give you things to pull you or turn you away from the will of God. He absolutely can. And watch this. When the devil bless you, you better believe it's going to come with sorrow. It will. But when God blesses you, look what the Bible said. The Bible said that the blessings of the Lord make one rich and addeth no sorrow. There's absolutely no sorrow connected to the blessings of God. But there will be sorrows connected to the blessings of Satan because Satan wants to bless you to destroy your life. He wants to. He wants to have you so consumed in things, consumed in material things, consumed in worldly matters or worldly affairs that you can that you take your mind off God. You take your mind off the purpose in which God has created you for. You have to remember that that this is the only thing that it's about. It's about fulfilling the purpose that God has placed on our life. It's about fulfilling the will that God has for us. And we should drink of that cup. The cup that we should drink of is the will of our father. We listen. We are all sent here. We were sent here for a purpose that we might be about our father's business. He said, who is my son? Who is my mother? Who is my brother? But only those that do the will of my father. So we should be on a mission to accomplish the will in which God sent us on earth to accomplish. Nothing else matters whatsoever. Here it is. You know, we can't even get to a point where we become weary. And I know a lot of us have. I'm guilty of myself. I'm guilty because there has been on this Christian journey. Sometimes it can get lonely. Sometimes it can get uh, overbearing. It can become uh gruesome it, it it really can but we have to continue to stay persistent i'm reminded galatians 6 and 9 say be not weary and well doing for in due season you shall reap if you faint not and that word if is conditional that's a conditional word anytime you see if or but if in the bible that's conditional so this means if you don't faint not then you can reap what God has for you. But if you faint, you can absolutely disqualify yourself from what God has for you. Be not weary in well-doing. Listen, don't be weary in well-doing. Even when you feel a weary moment, just pray and cry out to God. For the Bible says my grace is sufficient and my strength is made perfect in your weakness and your weak moments. Cry unto cry unto God and ask God to release strength. Watch this. A lot of times people get in a place of and sometimes we get weary because we become anxious. Anxiety begins to kick in and that's when worry begins to settle in. Because we want things to happen. We want the promises of God to happen uh, expeditiously. We want it to happen like right now. Like we and the problem is we live in a microwave society where we want everything to happen instantly. Like we don't want to wait on anything. And that's one of the things in God. You have to learn how to wait. The Bible says those that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. 
And watch this. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And so when you wait upon the Lord, guess what he does? He will renew your strength. There's strength in waiting on God. He will absolutely release strength upon you when you learn how to wait. I'm reminded Jesus. So Jesus walked this earth for 33 years, 33 and a half years. But the first 30 of it, of his years, he did not walk into his season. He did not walk into the fullness of his purpose until he was 30 years old. So that means his season was three and a half years. Those last three and a half of his years was his season. He didn't begin his earthly ministry until he was 30 years old. So he had a waiting period from from the time he was born to 30. He waited on the promise of God. He waited for his purpose. Okay, let's go to David. David, he was anointed king. Samuel anointed David to be king. And he was one day was going to overtake Saul as king. But watch this. He had to wait 15 years knowing what he was going to be. But he had to wait on that promise. And it was 15 years until he stepped into kingship. During those 15 years, though, God was grooming him. He was pruning him and showing him how to be a king. But why he was why he was showing him. Guess what? David was a servant to Saul, the king. In order to be a great leader, you have to you have to first become a great follower or a great servant. Yes, that's another topic. But listen, we have to clean and live by faith and hold on until the promise with God has spoken of our life. For the Bible says, now the just shall live by faith. This is what we live by. We live by faith. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. We walk by what we hope for. Listen, our hope, I hope that your hope is heaven. <laughs> That should be all of our hope, the one day reigning with God forever and ever. That should be our hope. And faith is the substance of things that we are hoping for. It's the evidence of things not seen. No, listen, we have not seen heaven. We have not stepped foot into heaven. But I thank God that one day, listen, we live by faith. And listen, we believe that one day we are going to live with him. And this is why we do what we do. This is why we live a holy lifestyle before him. And this is why we strive to live righteous and we want to be blameless before him that he could pre present us blameless before the father. And this is why we do what we do. And this is why we are on a mission to win souls. And this is why we are on a mission to live right every day, every single day. There's no days off. We can't take days off in God because the enemy is looking for a door. He's looking for a door to come in and try to distract us, to get off, knock us off course. And this is why we must hold on and we can't let go onto the promises of God. So listen, this is why I'm here today on this episode, because I want to let you know, don't lose hope. Don't listen, continue to be encouraged. No matter what it may look like. I know so many people have lost their lives over this past year um, due to a pandemic. Even people have lost loved ones due to sickness 
ailment. You know, people have lost their loved ones due to car accidents. People have lost jobs. People have lost homes. Uh, their finances have dwindled. Watch this. None of that matters because you have to understand that we are pressing towards the mark of the prize of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. We have learned how to set our affections on things above and not on things on this earth. And so I want you to be encouraged because greater is ahead. Your ladder shall be greater than your former. And I'm going to decree that the latter rain shall be greater than the former. God has great things in store for you. Just continue to hold on to the faith. Continue to trust God. The Bible said, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Listen, you have to trust in him with all of your heart. You have to, especially in this hour. We need to and listen, learn how to lean on one another, lean on your brother, lean on one when you when you feel weary, when you feel like you feel tired or you just feel like you can't make it. Listen, we can't afford to throw in the towel, especially not now. Continue to press, continue to press even when you don't feel like it. Those moments where you don't feel like praying, uh, when you don't feel like seeking the face of God, press. I tell you, some of the greatest moments I've had in prayer with God is when I didn't feel like it. Continue to press. Even when you don't feel like reading your word, when you don't feel like studying the word of God, press, pick it up, pick up the Bible and defeat the devil because the devil don't want you to do it because he know the more word you get in you, the more, listen, terrified he becomes. He becomes terrified. Listen, when you have the word in you along with the power of the Holy Ghost, he is terrified because watch this. The word with the holy lifestyle makes you a bold lion. It absolutely does. And so always, always, every day, uh, eat the word of God, eat the word of God. And because the word of God, it will give you strength. It will absolutely allow you to not become spiritually malnourished, especially in this hour. We need each other and learn how to pray for your brother. Even if you need me to pray for you, I will pray for you. Absolutely. And a matter of fact, I'm going to pray for you right now. Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will continue to strengthen everyone who's listening to me right now, who's under the sound of my voice. I pray God that you will continue to strengthen them, strengthen them, my Lord, even in their weary moments. I pray that you perfect everything in their life, which concerned them, everything, my Lord, that you have planned for their life. I pray that it come to pass. I pray, oh God, that every stumbling block that you remove from their life, everything, oh God, every distraction, every addiction that you will break it in the name of Jesus. My Lord, I pray, oh God, that you will continue to allow them. I see even new jobs now, oh God, that you are opening up. You're opening the doors for new jobs in their life, new careers, oh God. I see one, even going back to school, my Lord, getting a degree. Yes, Lord, do it in their lives. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for the promises that you have over their life and that they shall be fulfilled. I pray that every destiny be fulfilled that's listening right now. I pray that their destinies become fulfilled. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that you remove the enemy. I, right now, oh God, we rebuke the devourer. We rebuke the seed eater that tries to come 
come and eat the seed that tries to come to eat their finances. We rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Shaku lakata lakadadandohu. In the name of Jesus. Rukata. Zegidiandohu shaka. I thank you for their life. And I thank you, O God, for the increase in their life. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Listen, I love you all to life. And Lord willing, we'll be here. See you on the same time next week. God bless. Now, this is my most favorite part of the show. And I am so excited. I like to call this part the renewed experience. Because it's at this moment where you are presented with an opportunity and an experience to accept Jesus Christ as Lord. You are now presented with the opportunity to live a new life, to be renewed, to be born again. Wow, what an honor to be chosen, called by Jesus. The Bible states in Romans 10 and 9 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So this is the first step in order to receive salvation. But you have to confess it out of your mouth and you have to believe it in your heart. But first we have to do the first step, and that's confessing and believing and allowing him to enter into our heart. So if you would, I'm going to pray a prayer, but I need you to repeat after me and say, Dear God, I know that Jesus is your son and that he died on the cross and was raised from the dead. And because I am a sinner and need forgiveness, I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart. I am willing to change the direction of my life by acknowledging you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior, and by turning away from all of my sins. Thank you for giving me forgiveness. Thank you for giving me eternal life. And most importantly, thank you for saving my soul. Now, Jesus, I believe that you are the Savior, and I believe that I am saved. I am saved. I am saved. Come on. Hallelujah. The angels rejoice when one coming to the kingdom. Now, if you have made this decision, please reach out to us on our website at rcnormanministries.org or you can email us at rcnormanministries at gmail.com or either on our Facebook or Instagram at rcnormanministries. We would love to know about your decision. And we would love to keep you on our prayer list as well as pray that you will be filled with the most precious gift of the Holy Ghost. We are so excited. This is the best decision that you could have ever made. Now you will live your best life. You thought you had new life, but you will never experience life like this. And that's why I like to call it the renewed experience. Please, please, please subscribe as well as leave us a review. Also, leave us a rating, preferably five stars. And also, do me a huge favor. Share it with your family or friends. Don't be selfish. Don't hog it all to yourself. Share with them the grace you have received, which is called 